I am Johnny Massacre. And I'm fucking knackered. Welcome to the Johnny Massacre Show. This is the Monday Night Massacre. On tonight's show, I react to the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. In other news, Resident Evil Village trailer, Portugal shows USA how to conduct an election, and my thoughts on my hero, Conor McGregor's loss at the most recent UFC event. Who's fucking with me? Give me a hell yeah! See, I've got to check if I wake my hamster up. Bogey is sleeping. I'm getting paranoid that I abuse my hamster when I shout, hell yeah. But he's still sleeping, so I think he kind of likes it. My mum said when I said, hell yeah, it kind of sounds friendly and positive. Is that right? I thought it was aggressive. Anyways, Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. Let's jump straight into it. So one of the subscribers to the Johnny Massacre show recommended me this. Little, little bit of um, pretext. I have seen some of these films before. I don't like movies generally, modern movies, because they're all CGI clusterfuck, wankfests. But, but, maybe it's because I had a low expectation, but anything I saw with Kong recently was pretty entertaining. The last one, can't even remember what it is. Don't hate me because I'm not a nerd and up on all the fucking Godzilla Kong shit. I liked it, alright? I liked it. What's wrong with that? I'm on your side. I liked it. The special effects were actually some of the best special effects I've ever fucking seen. And there's a monster in it called the skull crawler or something vicious fuckers like crocodiles they are with two legs you'd think a two-legged crocodile would be like a three-wheeled car or a two-wheeled car that's a bicycle a fucking a no-wheeled car but actually they're really fucking dangerous is the skull crawler so that was a cool animal there's loads of these crazy beasts and mythical creatures or takes on mythical creatures by the creature designers who are taking concepts of classic monsters and then making something new that's why it was good amazing cgi and creative monsters well it looks like there's another one of those movies so i'm going to react to it right now it is called godzilla versus kong now all the versus movies in history are usually kind of shit alien versus predator that killed the Aliens franchise and that meant godlike director James Cameron refused to come back and direct a sequel. So the fact that it has verses in the title, I'm apprehensive. Let's give it a chance though. Here we go. My honest reaction to Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. This is our only chance. Right, got bitch in the helicopter. Massive Kong hand. Kong has been narcotized and he's on a boat and he's going somewhere. Where's he going? I wonder. He's waking up. We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. Okay, so they basically kidnap Kong because Godzilla's coming and they need to fight fire with fire. She's the only one he'll communicate with. There's a little girl who's the only one that can communicate with Kong. That's a little bit Epstein. I made a promise to protect her. Okay, loads of annoying female characters. Kong did the same. And little kids are usually annoying in films, so this doesn't bode well. Okay, now let's see the CGI. This is gonna be the movie Saving Grace because it doesn't look good, let's be honest. Fanboys clutching at their pearls right now. Can't believe I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't know, the Kong CGI doesn't look that great to me. It's Godzilla. Okay, Godzilla's here. He looks big, as, he, as you'd expect. And he's angry. He's making his famous, iconic scream. Kong with a fucking right cross. <laughs> Shit, now, now I like this. 
Godzilla's falling in the water. Big missiles, explosions. Um, Godzilla shooting giant blue neon laser out of his mouth. These are dangerous times. Oh, oh, neon kind of Tokyo-like city. I like that. Tokyo doesn't look like that, by the way. I wish it did. The acting looks terrible in this. The graphics don't look as good as the last one. It's, it looks a little bit like a PlayStation 5 game. Let's be honest. Okay, this looks rather silly. A lesser reviewer would tell you to leave your brains at the door when you see this one. Boom! Okay, those graphics were good. When the blue laser comes out the lizard's mouth, the big monkey's face looks good. Okay, so that was that was all right. I, I definitely wouldn't see that in the cinema. Uh, no, sorry, don't give a fuck about that. Next news today, Resident Evil Village. So last time I showed you some footage from Resident Evil Village and because I made a mistake, I didn't show you the actual trailer. I showed you some other shit. So let's watch the trailer it looks really fucking good. I've already seen it. This is going to be probably the best video game of 2021 is my prediction. Let us watch the trailer for Resident Evil Village, the hotly anticipated zombie sequel. Here we go. Hey, now. Think positively, all right? We talked about this. I know. We hardly talk about anything else. Beautiful graphics. Beautiful. Look, there's only white and grey, and yet it looks amazing. Just the bell tolls for us all. Mother Miranda, I regret to inform you that Ethan Winters has escaped that fool Heisenberg. Because Beautiful graphics. And it's already proven too much for my daughters to handle. This woman has amazing boobies. <laughs> it's, I'm not joking. Wait for it. Wait for it. You get a little peek from here, but <laughs> you wait. You wait, guys. Look, she doesn't have a smartphone. Better times. No Facebook. No big tech bullshit. Titties. Right, look at these beautiful rendered environments. Can someone please tell me what the hell is going on here? No. The place is full of nothing but blood. Gorgeous lighting. Okay, this castle is bad, basically. Bad castle. Spike torture chairs. And now the combat. Look at this. Oh. Oh. I don't know what that is. Mosquito demon. She's gorgeous in a scary, bite-your-face-off kind of way. Oh, no. Now, that's scary. Blood in the eye. Blood in the eye is bad. There's a baby. Oh, this woman is fucking creepy. Oh, she is tall as fuck. Oh, this is horrible. Look at that shit. That was, that was a classic scare at the end there, which I really liked. That's my favorite bit, is that jump scare at the end. Who the fuck are you? Oh. Love the shitty voice acting. Let's see what you're really made of. I'm not actually... 
Again, nerds are going to hate me for not knowing who that guy is because he's obviously a perennial character from the series, which I don't know. That's coming out on May the 7th. Let's go back to the jump scare with the woman because this is so cool. Let's pause it. Okay, look. This is a classic scare. So this is now a trope. There's a horrible character, usually slender and humanoid in form, which makes it more creepy, but something's wrong with it. It's posture and body language is weird and then suddenly it's right up in the camera and in your face classic jump scare and the thing i like about this is it's very humanoid it's actually a woman and that makes it scarier than if it had been some kind of weird demon that just isn't something you can relate to at all this seems like something that could actually happen if you went to such a weird castle in the middle of romania here she is <laughs> Look at that, that's fucking horrible. See, it's, it's just a girl smiling. Usually, if she was in a bar, minus the blood and the pestilence, probably would smash. You wouldn't pass. But look. Oh my God. I'm, I'm really conflicted right now. And what is all, all these black things? There's bugs. There's bugs everywhere. That's fucking horrible. Man, that's creepy. And that is good. Creepy is good because people play this game to be scared. See, I haven't played that many scary video games these days because... I don't know, man. I used to be a bit tougher when I was a little kid, but fuck, as the graphics got more real, that shit's terrifying. Would you play that on your own at night? Come on, massacre members, massacre mobsters, come round my house. Keep me company while we play Resident Evil Village. I'm really excited about that game. Okay, next up for today. Portugal shows the USA how to conduct an election. So I found this kind of amusing. Portugal has their corona crisis just like everybody and you know what they don't have mail-in ballots i wonder why because they're not fucking stupid because they want to give the appearance of a free and fair election have a look at this portugal braves locked down to vote in presidential poll according to rtl.fr it says Portuguese voters have been urged to come out to cast their ballots in sunday's presidential election despite the coronavirus lockdown in place Fancy that. People having balls to decide the future of their country, not creating confusion and not opening the voting process to fraud. The article says the vote is widely expected to hand centre-right incumbent Marcelo Rebelo de Souza another term. Okay, so centre-right. Fancy that. Someone centre-right winning an election. You know... Britain, they voted for Brexit, which is a centre-right thing to do because they're tired of this globalist bullshit fucking up their country. That's what Americans did with Trump. And then guess what? When Trump's popularity was at an all-time high, he suddenly lost the election in the middle of the night. And there's loads of mail-in ballots. But let's not have a transparent count of the votes because even if it wasn't due, due to the F-words... We wouldn't want to give the people the appearance of a free and fair election, would we? Portugal, on the other hand, guess what? Ooh, you have to go outside to vote. That's what America should have done. Portugal, of all places, showing America, supposedly the freest, greatest country in the world, how to hold an election. Just do the same fucking thing you've always done that made your country great. Get out, don't be a pussy, and go and vote. Finally for today, Conor McGregor. Let's talk about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is one of my heroes. I love him because he looks so fucking cool. I love going to the gym and I want to have a body like Conor McGregor. His tattoos are also fucking cool. He's got a massive monkey chewing on a heart emblazoned across his chest. He's got his name McGregor in the middle. And his rise to stardom was meteoric. No one has ever seen confidence like this in a fighter. I don't give a fuck who you're talking about. Muhammad Ali. 
fighting fans who love boxing and sport, combat sports in general. Oh my God, did he just compare Muhammad Ali to Conor McGregor? Yes, I did. Because Conor McGregor, before every single fight, he said, I'm going to fuck this guy up. I'm going to destroy them. And he showed them zero respect the whole way. And he did everything he said he was going to do. Not only that, he's got the best trash talking I've ever fucking seen. He even said he's going to knock a guy out within the first minute who was the champion. That was really the thing which cemented his rise to superstardom. He did exactly that. He knocked the champion out within, actually, it was about 13 seconds, I believe. And you've never seen anything like it. You've never seen someone this cocky. Anyone this cocky, at least there'll be a few slip-ups. Conor McGregor lost one fight to a guy called Nate Diaz, and then he won the rematch. And it was at a heavier weight. And when he lost the original fight, it was a last-minute replacement. He stepped in because the challenger to Nate Diaz was injured or something. And so that's why he lost that fight. Anyways, basically, Conor McGregor, most confident guy ever, fucking cool, amazing trash talk, to the point he managed to secure a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, who's basically the greatest boxer of all time statistically, with 50 wins, zero losses against some of the best boxers ever. Because... Conor McGregor's rise to superstardom was that high. Now, since that boxing match, he became very, very rich. And since then, in my opinion, he lost his focus. He's not a boxer. He's obviously had a shitload of boxing training. But when I saw Conor McGregor hitting the bag pre-Mayweather fight, it looked quite amateurish, especially at that level. And Conor McGregor got schooled. Yes, I know he had a few good rounds against Mayweather. But in my opinion, Mayweather was just toying with him. Conor McGregor had no chance. And... After that, what more do you do? He was a double weight world champion, first ever double weight world champion in UFC. Then he went to boxing. He lost to the best guy. He found his limit. He had an exponential upswing of confidence and he got so high, he wouldn't duck from any challenge. And eventually he came crashing back down to earth. After that, his next match was a loss. He lost against a guy called Habib Nurmagomedov. And that guy's amazing. He, like Mayweather, has never lost a match in the UFC. I think he's 29-0. And at one point, people wouldn't have given him a chance against Conor McGregor. But Conor McGregor came back. He started concentrating on a whiskey brand. He wanted to release his whiskey a year before he did with his name, but he couldn't because of copyright issues, something to do with McGregor. So he called it Proper 12, which was a shittier name. And all he's doing is talking about his whiskey. Before, this guy, he was so hungry. He was a poor plumber from Ireland. And he worked his way up. He had nothing. Came from a rough area called Crumlin. And you could see the hunger. Before the fight, the venom in his eyes, in his face, the, the confidence, the brat. It was amazing. One of his famous... He, he had so many famous lines as well. His, his iconic lines are legendary. And one of the things which built up his fame was the press conferences they used to do. They'd do a press conference beforehand where he'd trash talk. They even did press conferences with the whole roster of UFC stars and he'd just trash talk everyone and he kicked everyone's ass. You've never seen anything like it. But when he reached that level of fame with Mayweather, he stopped doing all those press conferences because he didn't need to. He's so big, he calls the shots. And let's be honest, he doesn't want to go out there and trash talk people. You'd rather sit on your ass getting a massage in your million-dollar gilded mansion, right? So... He had too much power and therefore his matches were few and far between. He picked and he chose. Before he'd take anything, he was hungry. Then eventually he fought Namagomedov and he got his ass kicked because Namagomedov's wrestling just completely negates any style that comes up against it. This guy, there's videos of Namagomedov wrestling bears when he's literally wrestling bear cubs when he's a kid. How are you going to compete with that? He'll get you on the ground and there's nothing you can do about it. In one round, if he wants you on the ground, he will get you on the ground and your wrestling isn't as good as his. So once he gets you on the ground, he negates all your other skills. You can't beat him. There were talks of a rematch. He never got it. Conor McGregor waited fucking ages before his next match. It was against Donald Cerrone, 
the cowboy, smashed Donald Cerrone, looked back to his best. But I will say, Conor McGregor, when he came out against Nurmagomedov, his walk to the ring, he looked like a different person. In the past, he was literally pulled a funny face, made weird eyes and was laughing at the camera. He didn't give a fuck. How can someone be in such a high pressure environment and not give a fuck and be laughing? And then the victories that go with it proves it's not fake. That guy really had no fear and he was on that exponential upswing of confidence and success until he crashed. Against Nurmagomedov, I have, I think, and this is just a presumption, I've got no facts to, to back this up, but I really believe I have a some kind of talent, if you will, for kind of seeing how sportsmen are going to perform just by seeing them walking out to the pitch or the ring or the octagon or wherever. If someone's going to take a penalty kick, I can see if they're going to miss it. I really believe that. And as they're walking to the ring, the body language tells you so much. McGregor's body language was all off against Nurmagomedov. And then this recent match against Poirier, Nurmagomedov has retired apparently, which means if McGregor had won his most recent match against Poirier, a guy who he beat years previously on his ascension to superstardom, he would have been back in the frame to be champion. If he lost to Poirier, who's not he's not the best in the division by far, although he is fucking good and he's got a lot of wins, more wins than McGregor and a lot of experience. Don't want to sell him short or anything, but McGregor should beat him. If he lost to that guy, McGregor's fucked. He's never going to get his rematch against Nurmagomedov if he ever comes out of retirement. And he's got a multi-million dollar fortune, 100 million plus. How the fuck are you going to maintain that if you're losing to people who aren't the best of the best? So there's a lot of pressure. You would think Conor McGregor could handle it, especially after smashing Cerrone. Conor McGregor came out to the ring, looked like a different person. And the worst part about it is, if you watch the first match with Poirier, I'm actually tempted to get it up just while I talk to you. I seem to remember, before the match started, he seemed to show... Poirier no respect whatsoever I, I believe he didn't even shake his hand before the match started Conor McGregor looked so hungry he was looking Poirier in the face I think Poirier put his hand out on Conor McGregor I think he said fuck you I might be wrong but whatever happened I remember he had cornrows some mad haircut and it was the only time he had it and it was against Poirier and he looked like a hungry animal who wanted to kill Poirier he had no respect for his opponents and that's why he was so good he's like a, he's like the peasant king who Robin Hood who'd come in and ransack sack the city not give a shit take all the goods fuck you I'm taking it that attitude had gone he shook Poirier's hand this time always shaking his hand well done showing far too much respect I know you, there is such thing as sportsmanship but the the part of McGregor's appeal was he was that trash talker ass cooking ass cooking that would be uh very strange indeed but he was the ass kicking trash talking loudmouth guy all guys secretly want to be. I fucking do what I want. I say what I want. I go where I want. You got a problem with it? Fuck you. I just roll through you and nothing can can hurt me. I'm just going to win, win, win all day long. Take what I want and no one's going to get in my way. That was Conor McGregor. I don't care about all the pole clutches saying, oh, Conor McGregor, so he was amazing. He was the fucking boy. And all of that had gone coming into this match. He looked nervous coming out of the ring. There was no laugh. There was no wry smile. There was no raise of the eyebrow. He looked a bit shaky. He didn't look like he wanted to be there. And the worst part about it is, Conor McGregor couldn't come up against the wrestling skill set of Nurmagomedov. He's famed for his fists. His left hand, his left cross is like a hammer. And he went out on a, his first ever KO. Conor McGregor got knocked out innocuously. In the second round, Poirier was just hitting him, 
got a few clean shots away. McGregor looked hurt. And instead of using this supposed extra boxing experience, years of experience that was built upon during his match to the best boxer in the world by kind of bobbing and weaving, he just kind of stood there as if he couldn't be bothered, took a few more punches and got knocked out. And you know what? I love Conor McGregor so much, but I'm one of these people, when I get disappointed like that by one of my heroes, I can't even fucking look at them. I haven't looked at one piece of news since then. I would have thought Conor McGregor would have retired after this. What's the point? You lost to someone who's not even number one when you're angling for a rematch with the retired guy who's number one and currently holds the belt, Nurmagomedov, and you lose to this guy. I can't. It's hard to even watch. So I've literally just looked at the news now and I'm expecting him to retire because where do you go from there? But I can't see any news about retirement. Conor McGregor says leg is completely dead after injury versus Poirier. So he's blaming it on his leg. Anyway, so I wanted to share my thoughts on that because I feel really bad about it. I love Conor McGregor and it was really, it hurt to see him lose in such a meek way, just going out like that. But there's no news of his retirement. So I guess he will be back for more. And I, now that I've seen the news, I think I'm going to face it after this Johnny Massacre show and read what happened and accept it and digest it. And hopefully he'll come back for some more. And I tell you what, mate, I've been Johnny Massacre and you better be back for the next episode. Otherwise, I'll be coming around your house. Make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell because that is what all those other cunts tell you to do. Laters.